Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High presents Ghost Story. We open in the basement laboratory of Zeke and Jeff Flynn, and also in Media Res, as we find one Angela Atticus Jr. and one completely and utterly dead Quest Olsen arriving on the scene via science shoot, much to the chagrin of those who don't like being greeted by corpses, namely Jeff, Zeke, and Vesper. Angelo uh, walks over to Zeke and just puts a finger on his mouth and says, shh, ah! Zeke. Why are you throwing corpses shh, at me? Shh, can you keep it down? No. Yes. You threw a corpse at me. I didn't literally throw it at you. You threw it, came tumbling down the tube by itself with a lot of momentum. You more or less threw a corpse at us. If you don't calm down, I'm going to wrap you up in vines and make you fall asleep. I wouldn't. I w- I'll calm down, but I wouldn't do that right now. My heart's not in great shape. Okay, we'll touch base on that later. <laughs> um, okay, yes, a corpse is here. I know. Um, I shouldn't have brought it here, but... Look- yeah, I was going to say that, actually. I try to keep the science tubes uh, strictly for human bodies and tofu dogs. Yeah, now we got well, to sanitize I mean, it. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Alive human bodies and tofu dogs. <laughs> Sometimes um, robot bodies and sometimes ghost bodies. Yeah. That's it. Well, okay. Um, you might want to sit down for all of this, but... I don't think I can bend. Okay. Well, Jeff and Vesper remain standing. <laughs> <laughs> if you take a look at the corpse's face, it's Quest Olsen. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah. So, um, I actually just ran into Rock Priest. What? You what? Just, yeah, just, you know, casually walking through the woods. No, what happened was, Quest posted something on Instagramble, and it looked like she was in trouble. So I was already in the area, went to go find her, and what I found was, A, a dead Quest Olsen, B, Rock Priest. And... The rock priest actually doesn't respond to physical threats of any kind. What, what do you mean? Well, cut his arms off, and he just cackled at me, and then turned into dust and poofed away. Well, we sort of knew that one already, right? He's made of shadows or whatever. Yeah, so using any kind of physical restraints on him is not working. Well, hopefully Penny figured out some sort of magical solution then. Yeah. But good news on this end. Wow, oh, it hurts to be excited. Zeke died. I died a little bit. You died? I died for a minute. You, okay, so that's why your heart can't handle it. Yeah, Dad had to Dad had to bring me back with raw electrical wires that, from the house. Uh, I got these cool burns. Oh, God. Okay, so have you all been doing anything productive then? Vesper says, um, sorry, uh, the judgmental tone coming from the person who uh, put themselves in danger didn't kill the rock priest and then just dragged a corpse here like a dog bringing home a stick? Excuse me, I... Tr- <laughs> I tried to harm the rock priest. The dog well, stick we... thing was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, Zeke. You're welcome. Don't collaborate. <laughs> Vesper's my friend, not yours. We've been collaborating all day. <laughs> Listen, let me clarify. I'm nobody's friend. What? This is strictly business. Yeah. But, but Vesper... I was clear on that. No, Vesper, we're friends, though. Right? 
Never mind. Um, is this really the most important thing? No, we ha- at this no, time? no, it's not. We'll we talk. figured out how to build a ghost gun. Okay, and what does that do? It's going to suck all the ghosts out the rock priest, turn them into bits and bites so we can put them on a flash drive, Ooh. upload them into the computer like Grud. Like Grud. Hi, Angela. Oh, hey, Grud. What? Oh, so now does Grud have to just live in the computer now? We uh, we're working on figuring out how to get him back out of the computer. Okay, but. so then once we have all the ghosts in the computer, do they just live in like ghost computer land or can we... Again, we haven't figured that step out yet, <laughs> but we figured out how to suck them out of the rock priest and put them not inside him, which okay. seemed the more crucial step. No? Okay. All right. I like this. Um, maybe we could like, maybe once we got him inside the computer, maybe we can just like write them like a nice afterlife program like maybe they could live like in a sim game or something like do you know what that's worth we could make heaven a place on earth heaven that's the audience that's not jeff that was the audience. <laughs> okay well <laughs> Insert insert audience reaction boom. <laughs> no heaven. This show's now a multi-camera sitcom. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, okay, so that's good news. Um, but really quick, what are we gonna do about this? And Angela picks up Quest Holson's hand and drops it on the floor. Ugh, ugh, her skin's like flaking off. Angela, don't you feel like that's maybe a little bit disrespectful? I don't. This know. wasn't a live woman like a day ago. Um, yeah, well, it's only been like a couple hours, right? Yeah, but she looks like she's been dead for longer. She looks like, she looks like a mummy. She looks like a mummy. Um, Vesper says, uh, yeah, point of order. Yeah. The rock priests can suck the souls out of people who are alive. Oh, yeah, I should have led with that. Yeah, that's that's the new development. Man. I'm sure he's just getting stronger. And so now he's moved on from ghosts to being able to suck ghost souls and human souls. Does Pen- Do we need Penny to possess Blom Plomwad again? Because now everybody's in danger. Like literally everybody. Um, That doesn't really sound like a bad idea. <laughs> Maybe she can like possess his body and put the town on lockdown or something. Um, Vesper, your mom's the emergency city manager. Ugh, don't remind me. Did, and I'm just spitballing here, just a shot in the dark. Has Meredith installed any kind of, like, extremely tyrannical city lockdown defense measures that, like, she would have the controls to? Zeke, knowing what you know about my mother, do you think that if she had done something like that, she would have looped me in? No. No. But you agree it sounds like something she would have. Doesn't sound out of character. However, implementing measures like that would require some level of empathy for the people in the town, mm. which is not something I believe she possesses. Ooh. Good point. Yeah. But I'd probably put it on y'all's house and like no one else's. Well, and you've already experienced firsthand the level of security installed in our home. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flashback. We do not have that here. Editor's note, eagle-eared listeners can listen back to Prospect Quandary episode I Don't Remember for more on that. I think it's one or two. Dad, who are you talking to? (laughs) I just sound just like the narrator. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what if Penny... This is funny. What if Penny possesses Meredith 
and Meredith makes the announcement because people will actually take it seriously. That's true. Mm-hmm. I was going to say field goal, but that creates a whole problem of how she's going to communicate the message. And also, can Penny even possess a dog? Yeah. That's much smarter. <laughs> yeah. um, I know that neither I nor any of you are my mother's biggest fans. Nope. Mm-mm. Probably um, like bottom of the list. Yeah, I think your mom wants to kill me and I think torture like enemies me. is a better descriptor. However, I do not wish to see her blom plom wadded. Mm, well, that's not. That your... did not go great for Blom. Mm, well, that's not your decision to make now, is it? Well, excuse me. It's my mother, <laughs> and you're discussing invading her brain and making some of it come out her nose, if memory serves. She she can lose a little bit. Was it brain or was it blood? It was... <laughs> To tell now, looking back. The fact that it's even up in the air <laughs> makes me not wish to consider it as a possibility. Well, okay, Vesper, do you think that if we just like asked her to make an announcement that she would? Um, you're welcome to try. Who's oh do we know Jeff? What? Jeff. Dad. Uh-huh. I think Meredith might hate you the least out of us. Hmm. And might take you a little bit. Not more seriously, that's not the word. But she might listen to you a little bit more. You know, scientist, scientist. Sure, I mean, every interaction I've ever had with her has been, um, well, how should I put this? Barely concealed contempt? Okay. (laughs) But at least she doesn't want to murder you. I I have yet to experience outright violence or hostility. Yes. (laughs) So what do you think about calling up an old friend, uncle? Yeah, barely concealed contempt is like her... baseline level of operating so i think you're in the clear yeah i like this plan just leave us out of it don't yeah. mention that we're involved <laughs> definitely don't mention that vesper's here no 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 so <laughs> just to recap what you want me to do is mm-hmm. call meredith indigo yes yep, and ask her to, to Put make the- an emergency broadcast uh-huh. to yes. the entire town yes yep. saying that there is a deadly priest-shaped monster on the loose, mm-hmm. you sucking souls. Specific about the threat, I don't think. Wild, hungry coyotes that will steal your babies <laughs> and your elderly loved ones. I was just saying, be vague, but sure, outright lie works too. No, because that's a that's a direct threat. I'm not going to go outside. If there's wild, rabid, hungry coyotes that could steal my babies out there. I mean, listen, Meredith is the spin expert. You can tell her the truth. She can choose how to lie to the people about it. That's basically her whole job. Vesper says, "Um, okay." And then she tells everyone in town, and then they're supposed to do what? Never be anywhere where there's darkness or shadows? No. What's the action item here? The action item. What are we warning people? Like, what what are they supposed to do? Just stay inside while we- The priest can come inside. That's how he killed my great-grandfather. He can appear anywhere there's shadow. Staying inside is not going to help anybody. Zeke starts looking around frantically. (laughs) Turn on every light in here, now! Every light in the house! But if they're out of sight, I feel like that's maybe just- I feel like that's just a quick solution. I don't think it's a solution to anything. And I think it's a stupid idea. You're stupid. Can we turn on every light in the town constantly? Can we can we make the town real bright so we ain't got nowhere to hide? Don't we have like emergency floodlights like planted? All through the uh, through every uh, the whole town? Yes, because of the great blackout of 1890. (laughs) Don't you remember learning about that in history class? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We cut to 1890. Well, God dang it, Phineas. You've ruptured the gas lines connected to all the city's torches. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I just ate too many beans. My fart dang blew out all the flames. I wish we had some sort of electric LED. Is that a word? Light you trying to up? say light? No, like electrically delight. Are you trying to say electricity? That's the word. It's 1890. We're aware of what it is. It's what? We cut back. <laughs> well, because of that, the people. <laughs> <laughs> we never took him down and feared that we would live in darkness once again. <laughs> You're right. I forgot the mandate that every house built in Chillhaven has to have 120 megawatt floodlight bulbs installed. Thank you. My mom never stopped screaming about how ugly they were in our house. When I had a mom. Well, it's time to turn them on. There, I solved the problem, y'all. <laughs> Jeff says, um, well, speaking of someone who's made extensive aftermarket updates to their own home, I can tell you that although those those floodlights were mandated by the city government to be installed in every home and business in 1890, Angela, you are right about that. Thank you. And I'm honestly surprised you remembered that considering you didn't go to school in Chillhaven between the ages five and uh, one year ago. I told you my mom wouldn't stop yelling about how ugly the floodlights were. Every kid in Chillhaven, including me, remembers the story of Phineas Brooklyn <laughs> rupturing the gas lines in the city, causing the Great Blackout of 1890. What I was trying to say was, <laughs> yeah. although that was all true in 1890, uh, that law has since been repealed, and any home with any like modern level of upgrades, anybody who's refinished their house or built their house in the last century is not gonna have those things installed. Damn it. Okay. However, <laughs> what if there was a way that we could, Ghostbusters 2 style, sneak on down under Chillhaven through our sewer system into the also 19th century and also disused Chillhaven Underground Rail and find a way to hotwire those bad boys back online. <gasps> they might not still exist in every home and business, but we'd be able to light up enough homes and businesses that it would limit the options of this rock priest. That's where we can tell people to head. It's where the lights are. Any old building, any of the public buildings will have those floodlights. The historic Chillhaven Library. The Chillhaven City Hall. The school. Okay, cool. We have a plan. Jeff's calling Meredith. You and Vesper work on your ghost gun. Uh, and then me... And then I'll call Heck and Penny. We can work on hot wiring and getting the floodlights back on. But again, Quest Olsen's body. I thought Penny was grounded. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Me and Heck are going to go hot wire. Uh, Penny won't be there. Penny's not there. Penny's at home in, in, her, in her room on the second story. The window is closed. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Yeah. yeah sorry. Thanks for reminding us. Yeah. We forgot. We for silly we forgot us. Was grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Guess, oh, darn. Guess we won't have Penny for this one. Nope. How will we ever? We see Vesper furrow their brow and open their mouth and look at both of you. Zeke just like as ostentatiously as possible starts shaking his head at Vesper and giving the throat slit sign. Angela just winks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but again. Angela doing spirit fingers over Quest Olsen's body. What do we do with Quest Olsen? Oh, gotta take care of a corpse.
corpse. Okay. I just kind of uh, panicked because I couldn't leave her there. Here's a question. If we are successful in this plan and we suck her ghost out, is there any way to put the ghost back in this body or like fix this body up? This is not my area of should maybe should Maybe hold on to the body I, for a minute. I think like because just in case. What else do we, how do we explain this? Also, I took, I moved the body. Yeah, like it's either that or we're going to bury her in the backyard. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I'd prefer to get her out of the laboratory because uh, it smells like urea and ozone. Um, okay, I'll just put her in my car and just drag her around everywhere I wait, go, I guess. Dad, don't you have like a like a freezer or like a morgue for specimens? I've got a tarp in the backyard you can put it under. Okay. Um, uh, All right, well, I'm just going to go do that. So Andrew's going to walk over and grab Quest Olsen and put her back to her chest so that she's like holding her in front of her, walks over to the the little sucky up fish tube and gets sucked up and spit out. Uh, Zeke, can you remind me Uh to... When we have the opportunity, mm-hmm. discuss uh, the effects that some of the activities you and your friends have been engaging in is having on your brains, moral compasses. Uh-huh. Yeah. Vesper says, um, well, I mean, you're one to talk. Ooh. That is a good point, Vesper. I mean, your wife, like, tried to shoot a kid. My wife did what now? That's not what I, we hadn't told him that part yet. You haven't told me what? Um, uh, dad, mom tried to kill Penny. Like recently? You've seen your mother? Uh, no. Like since she ran away? No, like I, when she, I think it's why she ran away. Um, Penny was a, Penny was tiny baby, not a tiny baby. She was a child. But she was a she was a, she was a small child. She was smaller than she, much smaller than she is now. And um, some folks were trying to put a monster inside her. The rock priest was there. Everybody was wearing robes. And then mom came in, and she tried to shoot Penny. And then Penny exploded. And then. Everyone but two people in the room died, and um, we saw it all in Ghost Division. And like, I was a ghost, so like, I was like there in the room, but like, I couldn't interact with anybody. But like, Angela wasn't a ghost, so to her, she was just sitting at flows, seeing it like acted out by ghosts. It's ghost theater, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> How long have you known about this? Um, it's a little blurry because I've been awake for like three days now, but um, I don't know, uh, yesterday? The day before? Something like that. When were you going to tell me? I don't know. When we stopped the rock priest. There's a guy. There's a guy out there who can now not only eat ghosts but also the ghosts of people before they've become ghosts. Okay, well, there's a guy in here who's been living his life thinking his wife left him for another woman, and now I find out she's some sort of child murderer. How do you think I feel? Vesper says, "I feel like I need earplugs." <laughs> More to not be here. So that letter she wrote me—is she? That was all just lies. Listen. I, one, she didn't kill a child. Okay, attempted child murderer. Two, 
I don't know. You didn't even have a two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. I just, I haven't really had time to sit down and think about it and process it myself. I've just been kind of cr cramming everything down into the bottle. But What do we say about the bottle? Keep cramming stuff in the bottle, one day the bottle's going to break. And what happens when the bottle breaks? Then you have nowhere to cram anything. Exactly. <laughs> we have to save the bottle for the stuff that has to be crammed. Right. <laughs> like that thing I saw in the woods outside of Oakland. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Dad. Hold on, I'm putting it back in the bottle. <laughs> I want to see a drawing of what you saw. <laughs> I burned all the drawings. <laughs> Just in a room. <laughs> Lined the wall yes! for a while. <laughs> had to get Baby. it out, had to express it, and then Baby. destroy it. <laughs> Baby Z could just walk in in the middle of the night, Jeff's. Just... No, no, no! <laughs> no, look at it! <laughs> So she could she could just still be out there somewhere, like on the run, you know, like maybe she's wondering why I haven't come looking for her for all these years. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if she wrote you a note full of lies that said she was leaving forever, that would that would say to me she maybe didn't want you to go looking for her. But, you know, well, what do you know? You're just a little bottle stuffer. <laughs> OK, now I feel like you're the one who's over cramming your bottle. <laughs> Listen, I need to go lie down. No, you gotta call Meredith. You gotta go call Meredith, Dad. Don't tell me what I gotta do. Okay. <laughs> you just dr casually dropped some wild stuff on me, and I need to process it for a second. You, and I'm gonna set a good example for you that sometimes you don't cram, you need to uh, drink. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sometimes you don't fill the bottle. You have to empty the bottle and taste its contents in your mouth. And then piss and it out. Think Sorry. Angela? Sorry. I'm just screaming down the tube. You're skipping ahead in the metaphor. The piss comes later. Listen, just sorry. Um, I know your kids and I know you've been through a lot, both recently and semi-recently. I don't blame you, Zeke, for not telling me right away but I have uh, years of feelings that are now out of date. I don't know. Uh, I just, I got to think about some stuff and maybe pour over years of security camera footage. I understand. Do you, is it okay with you if I impersonate you to call Meredith? Zeke, do whatever you want. Okay. Thank you, dad. Jeff solemnly goes to stand underneath the human-sized pneumatic tube and is, um, then solemnly sucked up into the air. One single tear falls from the tube and splats on the floor. So poignant. <laughs> We cut to the outside of a manhole to the sewer system for the town of Chilhaven, where Angela, Penny, and Heck surround the manhole and are catching up 
on the current plans. The area is desolate and quiet. The outskirts of an abandoned warehouse. So we're going into the sewers to try to hotwire the floodlight system mm-hmm. so that everyone's floodlights turn on. Yes. To protect everybody? Yeah, so everyone in the town will have to go to where the floodlights are so that at least they'll be protected for a little bit. And they'll know. When the lights come on, they'll be like, ah, yes. Well, no, this is where Meredith comes in. Well, so Jeff is calling Meredith. Interesting. To tell her to make an announcement. And we think that she'll just be like, yeah, okay. We're hoping. (laughs) Okay. And this is just like, this is just like extra to protect everybody. So it probably won't take that long. We're just going to get in, get out. Get in, get out. I worked up this plan with Wally. I feel pretty solid about it. Yeah. Basically, you and me are here just to protect Heck because Heck, you and your new good, smart brain, you're going to (laughs) hotwire. No, it's not. Well, you got a very old brain. Pretty old. But you've been tapping into all this new skill set, so I was wondering, you know, you're really smart, you're a robot whiz kid. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm the automaton. Yes, you are. <laughs> you're gonna hotwire these uh, wires back together and get these floodlights on from 1890, bada bing, bada boom. I'll do my best. Oh, okay. Um, so, if y'all can just stand back, I'm gonna pick up this manhole, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, watch your feet, heck. Are sewers as gross as I think they are? I'll let you know. And Angela plunges in. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean I can just stay up here? No. Actually, sure. You stay up there and watch, and then I will come down here with Heck. Oh, by myself. Well, (laughs) okay. Well, do you want to come down here? No. Okay, you stay up there. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm coming down. Catch me. We see Penny just as gracefully as she can do a little bunny hop right into the sewer. We cut to the bottom of the sewers, where one Angela Atticus Jr. stands surrounded by darkness, moisture, damp dripping sounds, and a visually impenetrable, viscous liquid swirling around her feet. As her camera pans up to view the circle of light from the open manhole high above, suddenly blotted by darkness, and a Penny yell as Penny topples down towards you, Angela. I got you, Penny! Angela catches Penny but accidentally gets her foot stuck on a rock and goes tumbling down in the sewage with Penny in her arms. Oh, God, Penny, I'm so sorry. Oh, well, I'm in it now. How much of this is poop? Probably all of it. Angela wipes off her forehead and slinks the crap on the floor. You gotta start making better choices. Look out below! Do you want me to catch you, too? Um, no, I weigh a lot. (laughs) Angela rolls over to get out of the way. It's nasty down here. Yeah. (laughs) Angela takes her phone out of her back pocket and shines the light down uh, the tunnel. All right, Angela. Yeah. Lead the way. 
I'm sure you got a detailed map or something from Jeff. Yeah, he texted it to me. Um, okay, you guys, we are in a sewage tunnel. It is very dark in here. This is the exact place a rock priest would be. So we got to get in and out. Okay? Okay. And it doesn't matter if you try to harm him with knives or swords or anything. That's not going to hurt him. So we got to hurry up. Noted. Um, Angela gets in front of Heck and Penny and leads the way down the sewage tunnel with her cell phone light leading the way. Our camera remains stationary as the light from Angela's cell phone slowly fades away in the distance until our three heroes are no longer visible. From this blackness, we fade to blackness. And then we cut back to the basement laboratory of Zeke and Jeff Lynn, where we are now left with just Zeke and Vesper. Okay. Oh my God, you made that sound for so long. I thought maybe you short-circuited because of like the electrical charge or something. I mean, yeah, probably a little bit. Absolutely. All right. Um, and Zeke takes his cell phone out of his pocket. I'm going to call your mom. Ooh, not going to call her from my cell phone, though. I'm going to use the house phone. Uh, you saw the landline? Uh, yeah. Sophia needs it. Yeah, Sophia needs she it. She uses dial-up. Yeah, Sophia <laughs> needs it to connect to dial-up. Mm -hmm. And to order his pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Do you have your mom's cell phone number? I imagine my dad would have it, but I do not. Do I have my mom's cell phone number? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, just listen, she doesn't tell you a lot of things. Yes, hello, you've reached the desk of Meredith Indigo. Hey, Meredith. <laughs> hello. It's me, Jeff. Yes, hello, Jeff. I could tell from the volume. Can I help you? Hey. There's a lot going on today. Yeah, no, I know there's a lot going on. Do you have something for me? I do have, well, I don't have like a thing. I, I just, um... Listen, I was out in the woods. I was out in Anodyne Pines. Jeff, I cannot do another one of these phone calls. Listen, <laughs> no, this is important. I was tracking a marsupial man. That's how these always start. When if I you came don't across have something, the body, that's worse. It's not useful to me. Listen, have you seen this creepy priest around town? Have I seen a creepy priest around town? Yeah, have you seen like a seven foot tall, really pale, creepy priest around town recently? No, Jeff, again, if you don't get his body, it's not useful to me. You no, can't just Meredith, listen. I watched him suck the soul out of a living person. Okay. She's dead. Yeah, that's what happens when people get their soul sucked out, I guess. Why are you calling me about it? Because he's, he's loose in the town and we need to warn people. Um, yeah, this is definitely going to be a manipulate someone roll. <laughs> good luck. Uh, oh, good, and it's charm. Well, lucky for me, I raised my charm to zero with my, <laughs> last, level, with my last level. This is not going to work. But we're just dingling teenagers. <laughs> dingling. <laughs> no! No, James, no! Hey, James, what do those dice say? That's a, that's no. A four, baby. Mark experience. <laughs> okay, Jeff, listen, I always love our little talks, but I don't care. If you catch it and it's got useful organs inside of it, give me a call. Otherwise, good luck. Meredith, Meredith, people are going to die. <laughs> she was kidding. Um, huh. Zeke, how'd that one go? Bad. Yeah. Because I went into it with such negative energy. 
Oh, so it's my fault now? Yes. Listen, my mom is a sociopath. You knew that going in. You cannot appeal to her with people are going to die. Okay, you know what? Maybe all the indigos have other things to do today. No, don't. Come on. Don't. You were literally just mocking me with like a little child clown voice. I'm frustrated (laughs) and very tired. And I'm not. I've had to be around you all day. All right. Well, I guess fingers crossed that people are just like moths. And when they turn the floodlights on, everybody just goes, ooh, lights and walks to them. Well, the people in this town, that might actually work. <laughs> That's a good point. Should we just get a move on with this, um, what did you call it? Ghost magnet gun? Ghost gun. Yeah. Let's get crackalacking on a ghost gun. Okay, I'll be right back. And then our camera stays in the lab, focused on Vesper's face, as they hear the sounds upstairs of... Footsteps stomping all over the place, stuff falling, stuff crashing, more footsteps running all over the place, and finally, the sound of Zeke coming back down the fireplace tube. I'm back! Okay, here's what I got. And in Zeke's hands, he holds an Xbox and a vacuum cleaner. And one and two, right in the middle, that green glowy cube. We see Zeke raise the game console and the vacuum cleaner high and triumphantly above his head before smashing them both onto the ground. Oh my god. Bits scatter everywhere. Zeke scavenges, picking out a circuit board and some chips from the Xbox and the tubes and accessories and brush roll bits from the vacuum cleaner. We see Vesper slide on pristine brand new laboratory gloves while Zeke slides on fingerless gloves like kids would have for winter time. We see Vesper slide goggles over their eyes. We see Zeke grab his anime accurate Digimon replica goggles and slide them on over his eyes. The two of them light up blow torches, sparks fly, fireflies. Fire fire flies through the air, not there are fireflies. (laughs) Sounds of a drill whirring. Bolts getting getting screwed into place. Socket wrenches, hammers. At one point, Vesper's got a chainsaw? Who knows what's up with that? (laughs) And then at the end of it, the two of them stand, panting and sweaty, and they wipe off their brows and look at the finished project. All right, well, if it works as well as it is ugly, we should be in luck. That's the baseline I measure all my inventions by. (laughs) We cut to down in the sewers, Angela leading the way with Penny and Heck following. Angela still illuminating the sewers, trying her best to follow the map that Jeff sent. But we really cannot see past the light of the flashlight from a cell phone. Okay, well, according to Jeff's map, we should be entering the train tunnels in a few steps. Uh, try none steps, Heck says, as he points directly ahead of you, Angela. And as you look up from your phone, and Penny, you look up from whatever you were uh, looking at. (laughs) Dark. (laughs) 
the narrow sewer tunnel that you've been walking in for so long expands magnificently before you. You see a huge cavernous tunnel full of crisscrossing parallel and perpendicular rail tracks. On these rail tracks, you see gorgeous, ornately carved, but dusty and ancient rusted out 19th century trolley cars. The ceiling arcs above, covered in beautiful mosaic tile work that may have been brightly colored and intact at one time in the past, but now is dingy and broken. Pieces of the tile scattering the floor around you. You have arrived in the old Chillhaven underground rail system. Wow. I can't believe this is all underneath our town. Yeah. Kind of explains a lot of the monster stuff, huh? Like, the whole town's hollow underneath. A lot of places for creepy crawlies and ghoulies and stuff. Ooh, yeah, which reminds me, we need to hurry this up and get out. Yeah, how close is the actual system to the entrance? Mm, let me take a look. Um, It looks like the electrical box is just... You see that third tunnel to the right mm-hmm. over here? Just down there and a little to the left. Okay, let's get in, let's get out. Okay, come on, let's go. And just like that, we see our three heroes trudge down the tunnel on the way to the electro- electricity box. Wow. I thought I was an old piece of technology, but this electrical box is... i never seen anything like it. I always thought older technology would, like, always look more simple. But I don't know what any of this is. Yeah, I think it just gets bigger. Mm. The older... As you go back further in time, technology gets bigger, mm-hmm. go forward in time, smaller. Like iPod mini. Yeah, exactly. Nano? iPod nano. Yeah, that's even smaller. Yeah. We're all teenagers. We know about iPods. We do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, heck, I'll shine the light on the electrical box. Um, Penny, do you want to turn yours on and just kind of shine it around us? Make sure Rock Priest isn't around? Oh, yeah, I'll keep an eye out. Okay. All right, heck, get in there. Okay. Um, what am I doing? You got to turn it on. Turn it on. Right. Great. Okay. Oh, hey, guys, check this out. We see heck hold up a hand and lift his index finger. And then before your eyes, with a uh, small metallic popping sound, the tip of his finger hinges open, and you see a uh, blowtorch emerge from the end of it. That's cool. When did you know you could do that? I don't know. I was just um, in the shower. Oh. <laughs> That's where I have my best thoughts, yeah. best ideas. Okay. Anyway, uh, avert your eyes. There's going to be some sparks. Okay. And we cut to a wide shot as Heck gently runs back and forth on this massive 19th century steampunk style electrical panel. Ye old electrical panel. <laughs> yes, as in huge letters at the top on a dusty sign, etched in brass, ye old electrical panel, Chillhaven, number one, 1890. <laughs> Underneath this sign, we see Heck screwing and unscrewing cathode ray tubes, reattaching wires and grounds, cleaning gunk off of giant clock-style gears before turning to the two of you and saying, okay, um, I've run into a little bit of an issue here. It seems like uh, I don't have anything to insulate this ground, and without insulation, this whole thing could burst into flames. So we might need to leave and go to like a Menards or something. No, we don't have time for that. Okay, well, um, not to be rude, but do you have a better idea? Uh, can we use like wood? Yeah, wood's not conductive. 
Okay, cool. Um, so I'm just actually gonna give you some of my little vines that I grow. Oh no, will that hurt? No, it's okay. Okay, well, do you see this big exposed copper tubing right here? Yeah. If you could just make a little blanket all the way around that top to bottom, like a corn dog. On it. Oh, I want a corn dog. <laughs> oh, sorry, Penny, I should have known better. Oh, do you want to go to Corn Dog Johnny's after this? Yes. Can we? We got stuff we're trying to do right now. It's well, still after. important to make plans. Yeah. We haven't seen each other in a while. Okay. We can double date with Saber. Okay, you talk on your own then. And we can I'm, double dip oh our Corn Dogs. Oh my dogs. God. <laughs> Anyways, Angela outreaches her hand and vines start growing out from the middle of her hand. And they slowly wrap around the copper wires to snug them up just like a corn dog. Perfect. That looks like a corn dog to me. Thanks, Angela. You're very welcome. Okay, let's flip this last big switch that says ye on switch. Do you want to count down with me? Yeah, from what? I don't know. 15? No, 15. That's a, well, three. Why did you ask me? Oh, we're doing three. <laughs> three, three, two. Wait, I, hold on. I didn't start. I got to start with you. Three, three two, one. Flip. Flipping sound. <laughs> And we cut to the surface of Chillhaven. Right outside of Chillhaven's largest power station, where we see sparks fly out of every transformer. We then cut rapidly to the Lynn household, where Zeke and Vesper find themselves experiencing a brownout as the lights flicker off, on, off, and then on again. Oh, I don't like that one bit. And then we cut back to the underground Chillhaven rail lines as one by one, massive, ancient floodlights, previously hidden in the high arch ceiling, spark to life. <gasps> Illuminating every inch of these sprawling tunnels with beautiful, golden, God-given rays of light. Heck, you did it! Penny jumps into his arms and gives him a big hug. Good job, Heck! Heck gives Penny a smooch. Thanks, Heck. Thank you! And thank you, Angela! I couldn't have done it without both of you. I know. And all the cool technology that lives inside my body. Yes, that too. Okay, so can we get out of here now? Yes, please. Um, can Heck, now that he's a superhero, just pull and then jump up? I could do that, but um, we could also just go back through the manhole we came down through. Okay, let's do that. That seems the easiest. <laughs> we cut to the surface one more time. Outside of the home of Zeke and Jeff Lynn, where we see no floodlights turn on. We cut to Chillhaven's downtown area, where we see no floodlights turn on. And we cut to Chillhaven High where one of the last remaining 1890 safety floodlights, still intact, flickers to life.
Penny White is performed by Miss Lawson. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Stressman. Zeke Lynn, as well as Wallace Pattern Goodwin, are performed by James Kenlar. James is also the composer for all the podcast's original music. All other characters, human or otherwise, are performed by Philip Stressman, who is also the game master and producer of Dangerous Times at Killhaven High. Additional sound effects, provided by ZapSplat.com. Monster of the Week Tabletop Game, created by Michael Sands. Okay, goodbye now!